The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dara Randall is a multifaceted healer who's releasing a poetry book called Rehab for Love, which skillfully intertwines a self-help workbook with a poignant narrative. And Dara is with us here. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. So what was it that inspired you to write Rehab for Love? So it started off as a poetry book. And um, then I sent my poetry book out to Bader readers. And the feedback I got was that they could relate to every word. And a lot of the poetry was on um, narcissism abuse and um, that they could relate to every word, but that I just kind of leave them in the feel that I was leaving them in the feeling of, of the experience. So because I'm a neurolinguistic programming practitioner and I have a lot of different healing certifications, I decided to also uh, make it into a self-help book so that I'm giving them tools. So it starts off as poetry and then I give individuals tools to help heal the specific poetry chapters. And how did your personal experiences or observations lead you to explore the connection between unhealthy love and substance abuse? So there was an experience that I had where an individual, and I wrote, I write about this in, in the book, um, an individual invited me to a Narcotics Anonymous um, meeting. And and at the time I was like, I felt like a fraud. Like, I, I, I don't want, like, I don't know about supporting you and going to this meeting to support you because like, I, I don't have an addiction like this. I don't, I'm not addicted to any drugs. So um, I went anyway. I, my original thought was that it would be as if somebody is on like the cold heart, bearing their cold hard truth in front of me. And I would be like a mortician looking at it and being like, yeah, that sounds like it'd kill you. You know, like you're just, of course, like you doing a lot of drugs would, would do this to your life. Um, but what ended up happening when I went is uh, I, I had a, like the opposite, like uh, reaction. It was more like, all right, I, I've done worse for love. Like, okay, you've given everything, you've become homeless, you've done all these things for a drug, but at least you got a drug out of it. I was just looking for I love you too, you know? Like, <laughs> so um, by the end of it, I was like, wow, these stories were actually far more relatable than I was expecting them to be. And I looked into like, what is uh, love addiction? And it's really just, it's chasing love, forgetting that you are love. It's utilizing love as a form of drug. So uh, essentially, I came to the understanding that I was using love as the drug versus like a 
deeper connection and relating and reflection of self. Um, I was treating it as if it was essentially a cocaine or any other type of drug. How do you think recognising that similarity between love addiction and drug addiction can help people overcome unhealthy relationships? I think recognizing that uh, drug addiction is also very similar to love addiction in the sense that like being codependent, you could replace that with a drug or you could replace that with a person. It's not really about the object itself. It's your relationship to it. One of the poems I have or one of, one of the things I talked about is it's not about the fact that this thing is poison. You keep saying this thing is poison and it's poisoning you. The real question is, why do you keep drinking down the bottle? Why do you keep uh, in, in taking it? What is it? What is happening for you? What is that relationship that is happening for you that is making you want to keep chasing it or go after it or ingest it, which, whichever it is, if it's a person or a drug, um, the similarity is that it, it's, it's replaceable. It, it doesn't really matter. It's interchangeable. It's the relationship itself that you're having to it. One yeah. of the things that I also, oh, one of the things that I also talk about is how um, we are mostly made of water and we keep needing more water to hydrate ourselves, but we forget that we are also water. And while we desire love and we keep going after love, we also forget that we are love. So the difference is, is that we can hydrate ourselves with within ourselves. There's like a never ending flow within us that we can keep accessing. The book actually explores the allure of falling into a narcissistic relationship. So what is it that's so captivating about those relationships, yet destructive? So the book starts off with the love illusion. So um, it starts off with kind of this firework, this feeling of excitement and uh, just falling into the the limerence of it really is what it's referred to or the fantasy bond. So I talk a lot about fantasy bonding and recognizing when you're bonding with the fantasy of an individual, the, the fantasy that they've either laid out or that you've completely created for them. Um, and yeah, I, essentially I could, I could say one of my poems right now. But <laughs> I don't know if that's what you're, you're um, or what you would like, but yeah. Well, certainly that would be good for an example. Okay. So uh, this is a poem that's kind of what it, one of these type of relationships kind of look like or sound like. So uh, this one's called Fireworks and it's in the book. Uh, okay. Lying in your arms, I looked you in the eyes and said, baby, tell me something about yourself. And you and your smug little way said, no, because I'm like an onion. You've got to go through layers to get to me. And I want to make you jump through hoops. And I'm thinking, shoot, you're like an onion. That means that deeper I go, the more you're going to make me cry. And be sitting there with a bucket of ice cream, trying to put the closest thing I can find to an ice pack for my bruise and broken heart. Why can't you be something sweet, like a banana or a peach? Because I could definitely see you as a kiwi, a little fuzzy on the outside, soft and mushy on the inside, no core in the center. So I don't feel like I have to go through a bunch of sweet nonsense to get to something I feel is real. And yeah, you can be a little bit seedy, but hell, we all have our seeds. And you're just obsessed with that tomato. How could be both fruit and vegetable? Because you never want to stick to one form and you always wanted something more. Babe, just tell me a story. No, not until I know that you like me for me or not me for this. You you for you or, or you for this? Not until I know that you love me for me and not me for love. And you're starting to render a poet speechless because inside screaming, babe, you're like fireworks to me. I'm always in awe 
of how bright you are and how you can just burst onto the scene or twirl around the corner silently, but everyone knows you're there and you're like a visual symphony to me. I just wish you'd play on the ground with me because I just want you to be floored by me, but you're too busy being so high all the time, getting faded and it's a little bit jaded how you just want to disappear with the night. And this fire cracking beam of light poking holes at the sky and I just want to hold on to you and I know that it'll burn, but hell, we all just want to feel fireworks. Wow, that's some powerful stuff, isn't it? <laughs> it's not just the words, I suppose, but it's the emotion. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And yourself when you're reading this. Yeah, it's, it's meant to be a dual processing system so that you are experiencing it emotionally and then being able to heal it logically. So yeah. it's, you've got the emotions and the logic with the book. So how do you think your book guides readers towards recognizing and breaking free from these patterns? So the self-help section um, has like what healthy, what healthy looks like and what unhealthy 
like some healthy and unhealthy examples. I also have journaling. I also have formulas, like emotional formulas, like if then then this. Um, like what? <laughs> getting my book right now just to like have the actual examples in front of me to to give you. But um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of different tools to utilize within the in this book. Um, let me give an example of. So a love bomb is intense and immediate affection, while healthier love is a little bit steadier and sustainable. Um, It's gradual and you have time to build trust and emotional connection that grows as opposed to uh, a love bomb, which is overwhelming displays of affection, love right from the beginning of the relationship. Um, Flattery versus compliments of healthier love just that it can be a little bit murky to decide to to kind of go through what is a healthy flattery what is um more of a love bombing flattery so i have examples of that within the book and if you actually received any feedback or testimonials from readers who have maybe undergone a transformation themselves after reading rehab for love some of the poems in particular readers have reached out to me and talked to me about how their their personal stories and how it's affected them I've gotten a lot of just even sending it out to beta readers um, at the beginning of my launch uh, was really impactful because I had a lot of people talking to me about these deep traumas that occurred to them through their abusive relationships. And I wasn't necessarily expecting that with the beta readers. I was expecting like other types of feedback, but it was really, it was really profound for me to hear individuals, personal stories and journeys that they, that was brought up for them when they read the book. And, um, I have one poem about um, how to recognize when you're bleeding, essentially, like, hey, somebody is stabbing you, recognize first you have to address that you're bleeding instead of trying to be like, hey, why'd you stab me? Why are you why are you injuring me over and over again? You have to recognize first, like, hey, you're being injured and maybe you need to distance yourself from the situation yeah and the analogy of that particular poem i i got a lot of feedback of people being like oh wow like i didn't think to kind of recognize when i need to distance myself or that distancing myself is the most important thing to do rather than coming back and picking at the wound and being like why am i bleeding and like um so those are some feedbacks that I've gotten from readers thus far. If there's somebody listening right now who might be struggling in their own journeys of love and healing, what words of encouragement or advice would you leave with them? I would really question why you keep going back to it and what you feel like you need there. I would also like to say that the one of the roles of like this whole narcissistic uh, empath relationship is to give the empath an understanding of where they should have boundaries and where they should also like love themselves there. So it's a journey of self-love. And I know that a lot of individuals who go through this type of relationship are like, why is this person so cruel? Why is this person? But understand that this person is cruel to everyone. Why did you let them in? And that that's where that's the space in which you need to heal is the boundaries in which you're letting that in. Now, how do you envision the conversation around toxic love addiction evolving in the future and how do you think your book will contribute 
to this potential shift? At least in Western culture, there has been a massive rise in, at least from one study that I saw, that there's over 80 million people going to therapy over uh, dealing with different types of personality disorders. Um, so it's just like I, I don't put in the book necessarily that's narcissism, but it is uh, dealing with somebody who is like so, so selfish. And so it's dealing with individuals that are so selfish that they can't see that they're destroying other people. Um, and that's becoming more and more prevalent in our society. And like any resource, all resources, um, I'm seeing that, you know, looking at analytics that there's over a million people looking for resources per month on how to heal um, from this type of abuse. So yeah, I, I think that even if it's just a um, pebble stone in all the resources that exist, you know, this might help one person or, or you know, this might help somebody. This might be a tool to help a certain type of individual. And there, I think there needs to be hundreds and hundreds of tools because there's becoming millions and millions of people who are going through it. Now, this book at the moment is, of course, called Rehab for Love. But are you working on any more books after this? Yeah, so the next one I'm doing, I am doing a sequel. Uh, so this one's through the reflection. And so I, I've had it as like my own, my own kind of mirror, like you're healing through being a mir mirroring somebody else. The next one is going to be Toolbox, where it's mainly going to focus on just different types of tools to help you heal um, different types of, of addiction or uh, love abuse. So uh, yeah, Toolbox is going to be the sequel and I'm also going to work on just a workbook. So that's just going to be if somebody just wants to work on the logical side and not have like the poetry aspect of it, um, I'm working on a book just for that as well. Excellent. Well, where are we able to find this current book, Rehab for Love? Currently, you can find Rehab for Love on Amazon or on Goodreads. But yeah, you can find it on Amazon currently. Excellent. Well, many thanks for joining us today. It's been great having you here. Thank you so much. The Toby Gribben Show!